Father, thank you. It is good to be in your house. Thank you that we can be together. Thank you for our brothers and sisters around the world that we can learn from and grow with. God, thank you for your church. Thank you that we have each other. And most of all, thank you for Jesus and for the hope and the joy and the life that we have through him. And be with us here. Open our eyes to see what you are doing and to join you in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all can have a seat. We are so happy to be with you all today. Um, this is the team that uh, has spent the last 10 days traveling to the other side of the world, to Tanzania. Um, and today, during our sermon time, we're going to be sharing with you the, the things that we saw God do and the ways that we saw him work over the last 10 days. Um, we are just in awe of how big and how great our God is. Um, but before we start, we want to teach you a little bit of Swahili, which is the, the language that they learn over there. So this is a traditional greeting that we use, especially in church or whenever you run into another believer. It's Buana Asifiwe, which means <laughs> praise the Lord. And the response to that is Amena. All right. So when we say Buana Asifiwe, y'all can say Amena. Are you ready? Okay, you guys ready? Here we go. Buona asifiwe. There we go. Well done. <laughs> That's your Swahili lesson for the morning. Um, so uh, as we share this morning, a little full disclosure, we did just get back last night after 40-something hours of traveling. Um, so we're a little out of it, but we're going to do our best to try and share with you. This is just going to be a basic overview of what we learned, and we're going to have a more in-depth opportunity at a later date for those of you who want to learn more details about what we saw and experienced. Um, so we are in the very northwest corner of Tanzania, right on the border of Rwanda and Burundi, in a community that was very affected by the genocide that happened there. So that was really interesting to learn about that. Um, and the, the area we were in was called Kagera, which is kind of like a state, uh, a region within Tanzania. And so we talk a lot about the diocese of Kagera. And for those of you like me who are not super familiar with the Anglican church, the diocese is kind of like a group of churches within a region. So the diocese of Kagera is this group of about 225 churches that are all in this northwest corner of Tanzania. And we stayed um, during our time there at the headquarters, which was in a town called Marwanza. Um, and so we were able to spend a lot of time with Bishop Darlington, who's the leader of the Diocese of Kagera, and also our dear friend Asifiwe, who is the general secretary, uh, who helps with more of the practical like running of all the different ministries. And there are about 14 different departments or ministries that are organized by uh, the diocese. And so we had the chance to interact with a lot of the leaders of those different ministries, and that's what you're going to hear about this morning. Um, my main job while I was there to, was to spend a lot of time with the, the locals and with the leaders of those ministries and to understand the people and their culture and their community um, and the, the ways that God is working there. And as I did that, um, I was just overwhelmed with how uh, gracious and generous the people were that we met, um, how they honored us in so many ways, and how they are just brilliant and intuitive and so completely committed to doing whatever it takes to share the good news of the gospel with the people around them. Um, so we have a million stories about ways that we saw that manifested, but the biggest impact for me was meeting the people um, and making some really great friends, and it was so hard to leave them. I still just miss them a whole a lot, um, but that was really awesome. I'll take this one okay. for that. Yeah, thank you, Steph. 
Um, so what I'm going to do is kind of give you a, a basic overview of how we got there, and then everybody from the team is going to have a chance to speak just a little bit to the role that they played, and most importantly, um, what they experienced and how they saw Christ and grew in their relationship with the Lord as a, op- as a result of the opportunity of being there. Getting there was um, a little bit of a challenge. Um, We were supposed to leave on Wednesday, uh, but our flight kept getting delayed and ultimately was delayed from noon to 9 p.m., so we couldn't make any of our connections. So we went home and got a night's sleep, uh, which was good because we were going to need it. We just rescheduled all of our flights for the next day. We flew to Atlanta, to Amsterdam, uh, from Amsterdam to Kigali, Rwanda, and uh, spent the night um, at a hotel in Kigali, Rwanda, and were picked up the next morning um, from Kigali, Rwanda to cross the border into Tanzania is about a five-hour car ride, Um, and that five hours, um, just to give you a sense of what transportation like, five hours in the car was to go as far as San Antonio to San Marcos. It was about a 55-mile drive, Um, but uh, things just move a little bit more slowly over there. Um, So after we, we crossed over the border and went through customs, we arrived um, in uh, in Rwanda, which is uh, the head of uh, the diocese of Kagera, and uh, had just uh, a wonderful reception when we got there, a dinner and a welcome, and we got to introduce ourselves, and we got to uh, receive introductions from basically uh, the staff, the leadership team from, from the diocese. Um, when we were there, several, um, we had the opportunity to do several things. We had the opportunity... Um, to see um, and serve in a local school in Tanzania. Um, they, the government schools teach in Swahili, but all of the high schools and above are taught in English, which means if you go to a government school, you don't learn English and therefore can't get an education past uh, elementary school. And so um, one of the things that happened um, in the diocese when the first missionaries came to share the gospel um, in 1961 was the first time that uh, this part of the world heard, this people group heard the gospel. One of the first things they did was start a school, and the second thing they did was start a hospital. So several of our team got to go to the school and uh, experience that part uh, of, of gospel life in Kagera. Um, they also have a hospital, and Elizabeth was the head of our team um, to go and visit and serve and learn a lot about the hospital. Um, the first Sunday uh, we were there, they put us into three different teams and took us to different um, churches in the diocese, and we got to be with the people and have breakfast and lunch with people in their churches and experience their worship. Britt's going to be telling us a little bit about that. Um, ben uh, was able to participate in worship and in schools, and uh, he was able able to uh, be with the kids in the evening, and he's going to tell you a little bit about uh, what Coach Ben did that evening, and uh, Robert and uh, Britt and I were able to put on a pastor's conference for three days where um, all the pastors from all over the diocese came in uh, for worship and fellowship and teaching. Um, and it was, uh, it was really joyful. That's, that's kind of the overview of the opportunity the Lord raised up for us to go. But I really want you to hear um, a little bit about what each team member was doing and mostly a little bit from their hearts in terms of what they see and what, what they experience. So, um, Andrew, why don't you share a little bit about what you did and really the takeaways and the highlight for you. Yeah, absolutely. Good morning, y'all. Um, so, uh, I'm trying to think here. Amber, Ben, Steph, and I, we spent the majority of our time uh, at the primary and secondary schools. 
and got to see really what the diocese was doing through all of that. It's amazing. The kids are bright. The teachers are great. Um, all I can say is that the Lord's doing some awesome things there through the schools, and Amber will be able to touch more on that. Uh, for me specifically, the way that I saw the Lord moving there, um, I guess it can be summed up. The bishop taught the first day there on Galatians, where Paul wrote that we're neither free or slave, Jew or Gentile, male or female, for we're all one in Christ Jesus. And... You know, he's, God is raising, has raised up and he's continued to raise up people for himself all over the world. And in Tanzania, they love the Lord so much. And they're our brothers or sisters, and through Christ, we are one with them. And I'm super excited to see just kind of where this partnership can go further with this diocese to, and to further know that we are one to, to, to I guess you could say, really move forward into what Jesus said and then when Jesus prayed that we would all be one. Amen. One of the, one of the themes that popped up uh, during the trip was that um, Kagera uh, is the end of the earth from here. And uh, for us, but not for people in Kagera. For the people in Kagera, to the ends of the earth is like San Antonio in Texas. And so it was a really uh, interesting dynamic and conversation and prayer around what it means to take the gospel and to be related to the people of Christ to the ends of the earth. Um, and oftentimes we, we tend to think of the ends of the earth um, in places like, like Africa and Southeast Asia, but people in Africa and Southeast Asia think of us as the ends of the earth. And part of this gospel partnership is that um, our relationship with the Diocese of Kagera is such that they actually have uh, sent us out as indigenous missionaries in Texas and in San Antonio. So it was a really rich part of our friendship and our conversation. Rick, tell us a little bit about uh, the three teams on Sunday and where we went and what we experienced. Buenas Sivue. Buenas you guys don't know how often that was said. I mean, it's like an um. I'm going to start using it a lot. Uh, yeah, so as Bishop Matt said, so we had three teams, um, and Bishop Darlington uh, put us uh, kind of in, I would say, not quite the farthest reaches of the diocese, uh, but for some of us, well, for all of us, uh, it felt like the f- furthest reaches. Um, and, and I think that was a way for us to get to see how big this diocese is, as well as to see what worship looks like. And, and my team uh, was myself and Elizabeth and Robert. And we drove um, in a great Land Rover. My goodness, their vehicles are amazing because uh, they actually use them. Um, and we got in this Land Rover, we picked up a pastor about an hour and a half, then drove another two hours on Ranch Road, and then ended up on a goat track, and then went a little bit further. Ended up at this church, and, um, and it wasn't much. It was on top of a hill. Um, but you guys, the, the worship was just amazing. We were greeted. We got to have some breakfast. Um, and then we came back for church, and um, the people, uh, the, the choir master, um, this beautiful African woman and her uh, choral gang of kids were singing a song. And so when we got back to the church, uh, they were saying, these are the ones we've been praying for. These are the ones we've longed for. 
and they were singing this song, I guess, that they'd made up uh, for us. And, um, and then we, we processed in, and Matt has called it the Away in a Manger Church, uh, brick, dirt brick, and then dirt, dirt floor, but it had some really nice hay uh, for the, the flooring, which was great. And we processed in, and um, I had the privilege of uh, preaching, I think, a sermon. Because uh, there was an interpreter, of course. Um, but it was this really amazing, beautiful Anglican um, worship gathering. Uh, I didn't find out till later. Apparently, we were the first um, white folks that these people had ever encountered, uh, which was really interesting. And it, it, the, the main feeling I had was this, uh, it was just very humbling to be there. Their hospitality, uh, the joy with which they, uh, they dance before the Lord, they, they can dance real good, y'all. Man. Uh, it was really beautiful. Um, but I would say the biggest takeaway for me was um, we had a lunch reception after, and it was a pretty humble place where we were staying. And um, it didn't quite hit me till later, but they, they sacrificed a goat for us. Um, and when I say sacrifice, I mean it's two months' wages. And I, don't, I think I learned... One of the things the Lord taught me was... Brit doesn't know Jack about hospitality. Um, and these people literally sacrificed what they had to provide for us um, as we got to worship with them, which was just a really humbling experience. So I'm glad that I got to experience that. The, um, the other worship team, um, the other team that got to go to a different church was uh, Steph and Andrew and Amber, and they went several hours away. They got to, to go through a game re, uh, reserve. I think you saw like 27, 30 monkeys or something. That's good. But no elephants, no elephants, baboons. Uh, um, and uh, Ben and I went with Bishop Darlington. We took a, about a 30-minute drive on a uh, pretty much a one-lane but paved road, about 30 minutes to nowhere, and then we did about another an hour and a half beyond nowhere. Um, and the best way I could describe is a is a dirt rural kind of ranch road. And then, like Britt was saying, um, about the last 30 minutes wasn't even a two-lane track; it was a one-lane game trail that was a road. Um, and uh, we, had, we had breakfast. Their food is basically um, cassava, which is kind of a cross between a potato and maybe yucca. yucca yeah. And uh, they eat a lot of uh, boiled or roasted bananas, um, rice, peas, potatoes. Um, and they oftentimes, on a big occasion, will have a stew where they will sacrifice a goat or a chicken um, and pour that over the rice. Um, their average uh, daily income in Tanzania is, um, our income is about uh, $2 a month. And so, um, and, and almost all of the food that we were served um, is grown locally. So everybody has a little kind of adobe house and um, a little piece of land in their backyard where they grow maize and potatoes, um, a lot of avocado, a lot of fruit. Um, and they were incredibly generous with that. 
Um, and then our, uh, my experience, Ben and I went with Bishop Darlington, and they did not have straw, uh, which was unfortunate, um, because when the choirs come and dance, they had three of them, um, it causes a huge dust storm in the sanctuary. Um, so the straw is very innovative to keep, keep, the, dust, keep the dust down during worship. Um, Amber, tell us a little bit about the opportunity to be at the schools and what you saw and what you learned, and then also kind of your takeaway. Yeah, for sure. Habari asubuhi. Good morning. Hey. Um, So like Andrew said, Steph, Andrew, Ben, and I got to go to the primary school and the secondary school. The primary school is called Ngara Anglican Primary School, or NAPS. And then the secondary is Mchunganji Muema, which means good shepherd. Um, And primary goes from kindergarten to seventh grade. Secondary, I think, went from ninth to twelfth, and this is what we would consider it. Um, And at both schools, the head teachers took us on tours of the schools and both schools were set on the edges of hills and so you look out the classroom window and all you see is green rolling hills around you it was beautiful the kids are bright the teachers are awesome we got to sit in on a fifth grade science class an English class and then we got to sit in on a drama class which when you think of drama what do you think of like a little skit right um No, this drama, it was amazing. They said, please stay for our drama class. And we said, sure, of course, why not? They all go outside, and then all of a sudden we hear whistles and bells and kids singing, and then they come in, and they do this wonderful, amazing, traditional Tanzanian tribal dance and song for us. And that that's what they learn in their music and drama classes are these these meaningful cultural songs and dances. So that was so cool to share with them um, and to to just be able to see and have them want to show us and teach us about it. Um, And at the secondary school, we got to spend a lot of time with the kids and, you know, singing songs with them. And they taught us games they like to play and we taught them games that we like to play. And we just got to see how life and school is done for the kids um, in in Tanzania, in that region, in Kagera. So that was just such a cool experience to learn about the schools, to see classes being taught. And there were definitely a lot of differences. This, I would say, is my biggest takeaway, is that there are a lot of differences, of course. But more than that, what stuck out to me was the similarities, was that the there's a value on education, that teachers want their students to succeed, um, that there are challenges and needs that schools have. I mean, there are challenges and needs schools here have. There are challenges and needs that schools there have. We talked about, what do you, you know, gifted and talented students. We talked about teaching kids skills that they can actually use in real life once they graduate. Um, so that was amazing to see to just learn about the the similarities and to see um, that we aren't so different and that we do face the same challenges. And it was cool to be able to discuss and talk about those. And something that stuck out to me, not only in the schools, but throughout the entire week, as Andrew said, there was a lot of Every time we heard someone preach or talk, there was this theme of oneness that 
that we are one because we are believers. The same God created every single one of us. The same Jesus died for every single one of us. And it's the same Holy Spirit that lives inside us and lives inside our brothers and sisters in Tanzania. And so he's, God's working here and he's working there. And it was super, super wonderful and amazing to be able to experience that and see see how God's working over there. Thanks, Amber. Um, one of the uh, really strong and powerful of the 14 ministries that the Diocese of Kagera has is um, a hospital. And again, that hospital was founded by the first missionaries um, in the early 1960s. And it was such a blessing to have um, not only uh, project managing gifting like Steph um, and teaching and the joy of Andrew uh, and Amber, but also um, Elizabeth and her experience with hospitals, hospital administration, care. And um, Elizabeth, uh, share with us briefly three things. One, the staff that you met. Two, um, the condition of the hospital. And three, um, the services they provide to give us a little taste of what medical life is like in Kagira. So um, I had the very great honor. And you can hold it there for me. Okay, all right. Um, I had the great honor and privilege of spending three days um, at the Merguanza District Hospital um, in nursing school. And uh, most of that time was spent with Dr. Christian, who was the medical director, um, chief medical officer. Uh, and also with um, Iga, who's the principal of the nursing school and um, one of the hospital administrators and one of the patrons. And patron as opposed to matron, not patron as opposed to somebody who... Anyway, never mind. Um, But these are all people who are from within the region. Um, Dr. Christian was actually sponsored in his... um, by the diocese um, in his medical studies and is back. He's been at the hospital for a year and had been in the position of chief medical officer, which is kind of the chief administrator also, as, as, as well as medical duties for a month when I got there. So um, in a way, he was also getting the lay of the land, um, but people who were really committed to, um, to the people under their care. Um, and so what was the second thing? condition of the hospitals. Okay. So um, one of the things that struck me the most, um, so it's about a 200-bed hospital, and it uh, is one of five district hospitals um, in the region, and it's the largest of those hospitals uh, and provides the most extensive services. But if you need anything more than delivering a baby or um, having your leg set, or maybe a simple abdominal surgery, you, you have to drive um, 9 to 24 hours, depending on your mode of transportation, to a more extensive, full-service, if you will, medical center. Um, the, there are three 2.5 generators that power the hospital. Only one of them really works. Um, and it provides, um, they have enough energy to provide lights for the hospital. Um, in nursing school, and the lights may go out in the middle of an operation. Um, And other than that, if they depend on the grid, the energy grid, as we can all tell you how many times our lights went out from 30 minutes to eight hours, um, it's it's not something that's reliable. Um, Conditions also, um, 
just uh, the things that I might find extremely easy and to reach for um, are not available. Um, the the what I've said over and over again, I am amazed at the community to which I belong as a healthcare provider, that nurses and doctors around the world are the same, and that they are able to use, draw on resources of tremendous creativity and ingenuity to care for the people that, um, with whose care they've been trusted. And, um, I don't, I don't want to focus on the conditions, but they were challenging and very different. And as prepared, as much preparation as I had done and knowing that I was not going to be prepared, um, I was overwhelmed and um, humbled and burdened. Um, so... Um, the services they offer primarily um, are, the largest services are maternity and pediatric services, um, as well as things that are very common to us, hypertension, diabetes, um, HIV and TB, maybe not so common, but more than you probably think. Um, malarial and diarrheal illnesses are, are large, a large number of their percentage of, their, of the patients they care for. Um, and the services, there's a number of pediatric care, care over 60, um, maternity care, and then certain chronic conditions like diabetes and hypertension are, in theory, uh, covered by the government and are provided free of charge to people. That doesn't mean the hospital has the resources or supplies from the government to provide that care. Mm. Um, and then other services are a um, fee-for-service, pay-as-you-go kind of a thing. Uh, so if you break your leg... Um, you're going to get immobilized in cardboard. And if it can be set with plaster of Paris, you're going to get your legs set there. If you need a surgical repair, they're going to offer you the opportunity to take a 9 to 24-hour journey. Um, if you can pay for it to get to a hospital where you can get services if you can pay for it. So, um, Elizabeth, what would, what would you say is your main takeaway from the trip? So I have two things. Um, one, this is a very personal thing, um, which you might be able to tell from what I've just shared. Um, I was a little jealous of um, my friends who got to worship a lot and joy and fun um, and, and that. And I was a little jealous of my friends who got to go play with kids because um, I felt like I wasn't doing that. <laughs> but um, Robert preached a couple weeks ago on um, gifts and tools, and we've been covering the whole um, you know, gifts of the Spirit. And um, if you want a more, I have a really graphic analogy of what my gifting is. <laughs> Share it with you later if you want. But um, if I try to operate in somebody else's gifting, um, not only am I not good at it, it can be harmful to me or others. And so um, sometimes we have to operate outside, but mainly it's live out your giftings, walk out your giftings, and there is joy and life there. That was one. Number two is we have all spoken, I think, and as the gospel said today, that we are called to be one. And as we share with our brothers and sisters, um, I the joy of see of the joy of seeing the image of our Creator in them, 
um, was a huge blessing to me, and I learned more. My my understanding in depth and breadth of community has been expanded tremendously, and that um, if you have um, over and above what you need, um, it was nothing to see people take in other people into their homes to live with them. It was not a second thought. It was normal. Um, the little girl and the and our neighbors, um, the oldest of the three children there had been orphaned, and it was nothing for her to just be taken in um, without a second thought. And what we can learn in our the way that we view community and hospitality. Amen. Thank you, Elizabeth. Benjamin, it was awesome to have you on the trip to um, experience all that we got to experience, to be a part of worship, to be a part of the team that went to the schools, uh, but also to uh, reach out to some of the kids uh, in the area. Give us a, a little bit um, from, of your perspective and what you enjoyed and what will stand out for you for a long time. Okay, so... Um... I think it was Tuesday night. Uh, we went out to just throw the football and see who wanted to come play with us. And because we had brought uh, footballs and soccer balls to give to the kids. Um, and what ended up happening was, um, you know, I stayed um, longer than I thought I would. Just, <laughs> yeah, just teaching the kids um, how to play because they really wanted to learn how to play a real game of American football. And they'd never seen an American football before. But as soon as they touched it, they loved it. Um, so I stayed and just got to be with them. Some of them spoke very good English. Um, and some of them didn't. But everyone, everyone was very nice to each other. I mean, it, it, was, it was great. They learned how to play, and within f four hours, and they could play a full game after of never touching a ball because of the way that they wanted to learn. Um, I thought that was really cool. I love that your dad... Yeah, I had to be fetched. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh, it was it was really neat. After um, the day is done, and about from about five to seven um, on the diocesan grounds, which is basically a cathedral, um, a theological college, a school, a hospital, and a big uh, soccer pitch, surrounded by houses uh, where people in Maguanza live and diocesan staff live. Um, from five to seven, uh, people come to four or five different outdoor choir practices, including dancing. Um, all the kids come and play in the field, and there's just a lot of evening activity where everybody's together and mulling about. So uh, it's really fun to participate in that. Um, one of the primary reasons that, uh, that we went was um, to put on uh, a pastor's conference um, for the pastors around the diocese. And uh, the background to that is that um, the pastors get together every three years for a diocesan synod, which is basically business and resolutions and things like that. 
Um, and in the 79-year history of the Diocese of Kagera, this was the first pastor's conference that they'd ever experienced. So um, it was about worship and fellowship and um, eating together and doing some teaching. Um, and uh, Britt and Robert and I had the opportunity to, uh, to be a part of that. Robert's going to tell you a little bit more about, about what we did and what we experienced. And then, Robert, your takeaways from your time in Tanzania. Great. Thank you. Yeah, we had a great time teaching the pastors, evangelists, and theology students. There were about 65 pastors there. They were all men. Then the evangelists and theology students were both men and women, uh, which was fun. And uh, we had a really great time. Matt taught the first day on uh, healing and prayer, which was great. Very similar to the teaching that has been happened here at Grace. It was all translated into Swahili, and we, you know, we had interpreters as we taught. Britt and Matt taught on the second day on... Uh, Scripture and how to study and and meditate on the scriptures, which were really great. And that was in the afternoon was when Matt was teaching on Acts chapter one, and when Jesus, right before the ascension, Jesus teaching on taking the gospel to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That's when it just really struck me. I thought, my goodness, here we are at the ends of the earth, and. We, you know, if you hear that, I've heard that scripture my whole life, and you think, well, the ends of the earth is going to be like the North Pole, or it's going to be somewhere where no one lives. And, you know, here we got to the ends of the earth, and there was this vibrant, rich community of friends, and, uh, and it was really powerful. It really struck me hard. And then I, I taught on the last day. And for those of you who've taken leadership intensive, I took a, a core piece of leadership intensive, and we worked through with all the all the uh, pastors and evangelists and uh, theology students that set a core values and personal mission and vision, and ended up with a statement of call, almost like a mission statement, and it was really great. And they were they were so eager. I told them they were all Tanzanian geniuses. Because I said, what you're doing in a few hours, we usually take about three weeks to cover in leadership intensive. But uh, they had a great time with that. And I'd say my main takeaway, uh, my one of my interpreters as I was teaching is a man named Absalom. And Absalom is the dean of the theology college there. And just this great guy. Somebody, Matt's known him before. And just a real brother and a real, very, very like-minded, especially on teaching and, and leadership. He's finished a course in, uh, a master's level course in leadership development, and he trains these pastors. And so it was great. So as I was teaching and I had uh, marginally translated the handout and the material I gave into Swahili, um, Absalom asked me, he said, so is it okay if I expand on what you're saying? I said, oh, absolutely. And it was great because he was just totally understood what we were trying to communicate. And he said it much better than I did. So we were a real team and really went left there as good friends and teammates. And yeah, I told him, yeah, I'd love to get him here to help to do some teaching 
here because he's uh, just an amazing brother in Christ and an, an amazing teacher. So it was, it was really a great experience. So um, we have a, a lot more that, that we'll want to share. There's going to be um, some photos that will come out in the e-news this coming week. And, you know, again, we just spent 43 hours getting back and got back last night. So we're still processing. Um, one of the things that we're going to do as a team, we're going to get together and, and really look at what we learned and what um, are the potential opportunities for more people um, from Grace uh, to go back and uh, love and serve and uh, receive a lot of love in the future. So we'll have uh, probably a lunch um, in January where we can show some more pictures and tell some more of the story and uh, help you discern how if this is something that God puts on your heart and the Lord makes a way that you can in the future participate um, in this gospel partnership in the future. Um, also, just want to say a special thanks um, to the community of Grace Northridge Church who did provide uh, the ability and opportunity for us to go. Um, and many of you gave above and beyond your tithes to make that possible. And um, even though we're a little bit sleepy, I know that for all of us, it was a life-changing experience and one that enabled us to see Jesus and experience the gospel and hospitable gospel community in a way that uh, has had a deep impact on our lives and I think will uh, be manifested through us um, in the days and years to come. Um, the, our time together uh, in Kagera ended with um, a big celebration, and um, they actually baked a cake with um, the scripture verse that we read in the gospel this morning uh, to really emphasize the oneness that we have in Christ. Um, and the way that, that they uh, celebrate um, is with dancing and singing, but they basically, um, after, every Sunday after worship, everybody will, will go out and they'll, they'll shake hands with the first couple of people and then they'll get in line to where there's this big line around. And they do this after every meal, after every worship. But for our final celebration, we did it inside. So they cut up the cake, and everybody came with their Fanta, and they, they cheered everybody while we're singing and dancing, and then got a piece of the cake. Well, the way that the cake got cut was kind of interesting. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tradition in Tanzania uh, as a sign of uh, love and honor and respect and commitment to one another that uh, you cut a cake and you feed it to each other. So I found myself up on the platform in front of this cake with Bishop Darlington, and we, uh, we grabbed the, the cutting knife together, and we, we cut that cake, and I didn't know this was going to happen. I'm just rolling with it. And, uh, and then there was two, two pieces of cake and two forks, and Bishop Darlington cut a little piece and fed it to me. <laughs> and then I took cake, cut it little piece, and, and fed it to him, and uh, that, that's only happened one other time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's, it's with, with great joy and, and no worry, Amanda, that I think Bishop Darlington and I might be married. Uh, uh, and we, we are definitely married in Christ. So um, yeah, that was, uh, we do have some pictures of that. Uh, those are forthcoming. Um, I tried to make a slideshow last night, but I fell asleep. Um, and then um, we, um, we had a, a great uh, journey back, uh, you know, five and a half hours and 55 miles. And, um, and, then, and then got back last night, or nine hours. Three hours at the border. Yeah, three hours at the border. 
So um, really, um, two takeaways for me. One is the joy of being with y'all. And, you know, oftentimes when you have a trip together or a backpacking trip or a mission trip, uh, you just get to know uh, one another a lot better. And I'm super grateful for the depth of the relationships that God gave us um, over time. I mean, we got, we got very real. Like, um, like, like, we know each other now. And, um, and then secondly, as you have heard, um, really the, the privilege that we have um, as a church and as the Anglican Mission in America to have these relationships that um, are very real, are very genuine. And, um, you know, typically we think that we're going to go over there and, and teach and share and love and serve. But um, as the case usually is, um, I think we were taught uh, and served and, and loved uh, in just an amazing and beautiful way. And so um, I just want to pray for the Diocese of Kagera and our relationship um, as we uh, prepare to come to the table. Um, our offering uh, today is going to be a song that we sang together that I was able to capture um, live and then uh, put some video that several of us took uh, to, uh, to that song that we all sang together. So that'll be uh, our offertory. But let me pray. Father, we, we do thank you for your church that knows no past, uh, present, or future, but uh, is all uh, consumed by eternal time. And we thank you that you have a people that knows no north, south, east, or west, but uh, is united, every tribe, tongue, and nation on this planet, with you as our head, Lord Jesus. And so we give you thanks for the opportunity to, uh, to see bigger and love more deeply um, with our brothers and sisters in the Diocese of Kagera and Tanzania. And we thank you for them and ask your continued blessing on their leadership, um, on the pastors, evangelists, and students, um, on all the different ministries, uh, the schools and the hospitals, uh, widows and orphans. And Lord, um, thank you for the opportunity uh, to see you in their lives and in their ministry and in their love for one another. And so we pray that you would continue to encourage our relationship. And Lord, if it's your will to open a way uh, where many of us can continue to go and experience this friendship that you have started. So we love you, we praise you, and we bless your name. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.